When you die uh, at your funeral, what are the things that you hope, the impacts that you hope you will have made on this earth such that people will say certain things about you? What, what are you hoping people will say? Okay. Um, you know, this is outside of, of metadata. This is outside of profession. But my hope in this life is to sound so dramatic, almost unveil the matrix. Uh, you know, okay. there's a lot of, you know, I, I think one of the big reasons we come to this earth is to grow and express ourselves, whatever is the spirit that we got in our soul. And so, uh, you know, if I can, if I can get more people to be themselves and see the world for what it is, that would be a good, that would be a good outcome. And, mm. you know, there's, there's, time, resources, money, you know, tears and, and blood to put into that effort. But I think it's a big one to, uh, it's a worthwhile effort. What are you currently doing today that's working towards that goal? So today to work towards that goal, I work with personally, um, with individually, with people, usually immigrants, usually people from, that come from adversity. I also work with a few different charities and nonprofits. Some of them, for example, work with young women who spent most of their lives in foster care. And then once they become 18 or after the army and they're in Israel after 21, they're just thrown back to the streets because there is no uh, responsibility to take care of them. And mm. so there's an organization that gives them an apartment and helps them get on track. Usually those young women have kids. They had it very, very young. So that's that's one that's very close to heart. There's another one that is about um, uh, religious Orthodox Jews that are lost and they are now in the big wide world and they're trying to figure out how to make it there. Um, there's another one called Girls to Women who is kind of similar about... Um, so these are kind of uh, subjects that are close to heart. People who are underserved, sometimes in the sign lines of community, sign lines of society. And I am a strong believer that people who went through adversity, if they survive it, then they can become so strong. Uh, and so I'm passionate about that. Yeah. Um, so what do you mean when you say you want them to have the, like see the matrix for what it is? So what I mean by that is that the world is, you know, it's a, it's a set of rules, right? It's a set of rules that we came up with. You know, you are born, you have an identity, you have a religion, you have a name, you have an age, all these concepts that many of those we came up with. And sometimes you're indoctrined to go a certain path. Like uh, there are some, there are some, uh, some of those are more uh, common knowledge. Like for example, it's known that in the past, uh, it was accepted and even uh, encouraged to work in one company for the rest of your life. You know, you work for Ford Motors, you're amazing. You're a General Electric or IBM, never leave that. You know, get your tenor and like zombify and, you know, work there for 45 years, get your 401k, you know, get your retirement. And, you know, that is the golden path. And today there's a different game, right? Today entrepreneurship is a lot more uh, popular. Like Silicon Valley, it's so much easier to start a company. So everyone just wants to start an app, or wants to be a YouTube or an Instagram. Uh, I'm dating myself. 
you know, like, you know, but th there are new paths, right? There are new. It's TikTok now. TikTok, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes, I should, I should, I should know that. So that's what I mean by there are rules of engagement, and there are, you know, there is a, this this virtual ladder. People think like, oh, I want to be a real estate developer, and people have this mindset that they have to go through these thirty steps in order to get there. Don't take shortcuts, you know do this and do that and work here for eight years, you know, sweat. And, and it doesn't have to be that way. Like we made up all of these rules. And so if you at least understand the rules and the, and the rules of engagement, you know, when you submit a resume, what does that mean? Why is it important to inject the keywords of the job you're seeking into your resume? Because there's some kind of an HR system that someone built 10 years ago that every corporation in the world is using and they're going to pick up on those keywords and if you teach that to an immigrant that came to this country or to any country a year back suddenly they get a job and if you tell them you know how to look in the eyes when you interview and how to speak with confidence and conviction and how to be humble and learn how to take feedback and not just like cut the person out and just think about your replies all those basic rules of engagement no one teaches you that sometimes you're lucky and your parents teach you those things you know, sometimes I tell the story that I was, you want to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say I got a mixture of it as a kid. So my dad taught me, I would say, some really valuable things, you know, like the value of an in-person meeting that like if I'm going to go and apply for a job, I need to go and try to meet the person that is responsible for hiring. And I need to just like just blow right past whatever conventions they have set in place to keep me from meeting that person. Like just go right up to the counter and be like, Hey, I, I want to speak to so-and-so. <laughs> hey, I submitted an application. My name is Timmy. I just wanted to meet you. You know, that kind of thing. Um, great. I'm so glad my dad taught me that kind of stuff. But he also taught me a lot of rules that I completely throw out today because they're just not, they're not, uh, I've just found that you don't have to follow them. 100%. They don't apply to you. And good on you for being able to, to pick and choose. Some people think they have a contract that, you know, if they take one, they have to take the other nine. And that's not the case. Like you live your own life. You choose your own, your own choices, your decisions. The only one who's going to live with the consequence of your decisions is you. And so, you know, our parents many times, you know, there's like two rules, right? Like I'm, I'm a parent now. And, uh, you know, you want your kid to be strong and independent in the world. Whatever it is that they do, you want them to be happy. You want them to grow. You want them to be strong and be able to navigate this world. Now you don't always, you don't always know what's going to come up. And so you try to teach them all the, all the lessons that apply to you, but they are not you, you know, they're a different person. So you're going to try to get them to follow all your rules while they have a different character. Now you're putting them in trouble. And so um, picking and choosing is good. And having the ability to get some of these insights, not only from your parents is gold, you know, like I, uh, I got lots of my, uh, guidance for my parents. My dad taught me a lot. Interesting training that I got, uh, you know, as a kid. But I also got lots of stuff from from other people, you know, uh, from friends I worked with. I got lots of education about like relationships from friends when I used to work as a 17 years old in this internet service provider company. And you know, I had friends who taught me everything about relationships and how to how to you know a lot of subjects we don't have to get into here but you get a chance to learn a lot from other people's perspective and it's really important to get different perspectives because every person has their own advantage so one person is an extrovert really good socially another person really knows how to i don't know create good habits another person is just really good at studying 
and it's good to be well-rounded. What do you think your role as an entrepreneur is going to be in achieving that objective of um, having lived a life that impacted a bunch of people to see the matrix for what it is? So what's your role as an entrepreneur in that life? You know, the role the entrepreneurial life to an extent is something that is, it, it, can, it pulls you into this life almost not by choice. It's not like I, you know, always wanted to start a software company. I did from an early stage, wanted to be a developer and I wanted to be a software engineer. And when I finished the army a year afterwards, I was a software engineer. And then my biggest dream was to be a team lead. And then I was a team lead 24. And then I realized my dreams are just way too small. I always think just in one next level because I didn't have, uh, you know, some people grew up with all these examples and you know, that my uncle was a CEO. I didn't have an uncle with a CEO, so I didn't even think about it. Uh, what pulled me many times to this career uh, is because I wasn't a good fit into the usual structure. Uh, so corporates for me are really hard to deal with. You know, all these rules, the politics, yeah. having to like be politically correct all the time and having to like wait for someone to be fired or laid off for to get their job. All these weird rules that they have in corporates, really, I'm not good at them. And so I me neither. Me neither. So I think it's a badge of honor to an extent. Uh, and you know, some people know how to do it really well, and good on them. Like you, obviously need corporation, and you need people who who know how to navigate those uh, that, that environment. It's just not for me. And so, for me, I needed to create an environment in which I can excel. In. And this is it. You know, give me instability, give me some adversity, lack of resources, and you know, a team of passionate people. This is great. I yeah. thrive. I have a great time. Yeah. Uh, and so with metadata and with any other company that, that I'm going to start in the future, I'm trying to break those rules. You know, be authentic, even though it's scary. You know, say what's on your mind. Although, you know, it might feel unnatural if you grew up in a more of a, you know, passive aggressive or maybe not very direct environment. And so I try to apply what I think is, is good uh, morally, it's good for, for the soul, what is authentic, what is genuine. And I find many times that although I came from software engineering and my, my skills come from there, and I think that's the reason that I was able to start this company, I'm now learning that you know leadership and interpersonal communication and how to work with people and how to create a lab in which people can be themselves and excel as they are and experiment like try to see you know what is the best you in this concept of a company in this capitalistic world that's something that i am finding to be fascinating and i see that the, that my team likes it and they they thrive in it um, yeah. although it, maybe in the beginning it, it's a little bit weird yeah i've got a for fun question for you gil so i'm a kids book author and i believe that you can't leave a legacy without reaching the hearts of kids so if you could, what's a topic or idea you would make a kid's book about? That's a one. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> I bet nobody's asked you that question. Definitely no one asked me that question. I don't think I even asked my question, that question myself. Uh, think about, maybe you think about what you'd want to impart to your kids. Yeah. For the book. Yeah, I, I am thinking exactly about that. Uh, inevitably. I think what, what would be amazing is to remove any kind of limiting thoughts. So being able to dream of something 
and having the ability to imagine in your head that you can do it. And because once you figure out in your brain that you can do this, the gap between that and reality is not that big. Uh, and so as a kid, you grew up without all the structures, without all these rules. Uh, so if you can distill that concept early on, that like you can achieve everything, not a cliche, like you have to work on it. You have to work, you have to establish habits, you have to work hard, it's gonna be tough, you're gonna cry, it's cool. Eventually you're gonna achieve that dream and you should know that ahead of time and not limit yourself to, to a derivative of that dream because someone told you that whatever you grew up with, with a certain set of skills or environment and you can only achieve this, that would be a really good thing to, uh, to touch. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's awesome. Um, so similar question about the eulogy question, but about your company, when someone writes the Wikipedia article on your company, well, aside from a brute definition of what you do, what do you hope is said? What I hope will be said is that we did two things. One, we removed all the boring, repetitive, technical, mundane tasks that belong to B2B marketers. B2B marketers have to do a lot of repetitive work that they sometimes don't like, and it makes the job a lot great. Like, you know, you look at like Mad Men, the show, you look at Don Draper, you're thinking like, this is amazing life. You know, you walk around drinking whiskey all day, coming up with cool slides and selling huge, huge ideas. In, in reality, you're in front of four screens with spreadsheets. You're going through UTN tags and analytics and trying to figure out how to run your next campaign. I would like us to free people from this technical repetitive mundane task and get them back to creative work, content, strategy, things that they signed up to when they want to be marketers. And the second one is we are in a world of abundance of data and technologies. And sometimes people want to just find one, you know, they, they, they're looking for like uh, what they call a silver bullet in English, like one thing that's going to solve all of your problems. And I don't think that's the case. Like you're going to use maybe Drift for your chat because that's the best of breed. You're going to use Outreach for your case, whatever, Sales Cadence or Marketo or, or Eloqua or HubSpot or Pardot for marketing automation. And I would like Metadata to play with all of that stack. You already invested in a stack. You already invested in an agency for creative. You already have a piece of content. You already have your data providers. Now replace the operating, uh, the, the operating part that uses all of those things and make maximize the usage and make something magical what you already invested in. So these are the two things that I'd like Metadata to be known to be known for. Awesome. I love it. Gil, I've got one last practical question for you. It's a personal one for me. So uh, one of the things that I'm really trying to pray about and focus on this year is making myself a reliable business person. So if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Um, and the word that I have for 2021 is reliability. Well, I've got two. One's reliability and one's systems. Um, so my question for you is what's a habit system thing that you've put in place in your life that has made you a more reliable business person? Um, there is a new one that I'm, that I, that I've put recently, okay. uh, that helps me accomplish many other tasks. It's a kind of foundational habit and that's meditation. Uh, it's new for me. I've only been doing it for a few months, but the, the impact has been huge for me particularly. Uh, hmm. How do you meditate? I'll, how do I meditate? You know, I have an app. Uh, it's called Calm and it's 10 minutes a day. Uh, sometimes I miss it. Um, sometimes I don't. And uh, it gives me 
it gives him the ability to be accountable to all the rest of the things I need to do. Got it. Love it. Awesome. Gil, what is the next place that you would send listeners to get more value out of you? And uh, how can listeners connect with you? Um, they can always connect with me uh, via email. I am gil at metadata.io. And where they can get more value, um, I would, I would, there are some books that I really like. Um, we talked a little bit before this, uh, this podcast. And I wanted to say that one book that I really like and I think has a lot of kind of hidden secrets is called The Hard Things About the Hard Things, if I haven't mentioned it already, okay. by Ben Horowitz. And he gives you the real deal of, uh, of starting a company. And it mentions some of these things about structures and rules. One of the cool examples about how Walmart makes, as a vendor, makes you go through this like very particular process to show you how important they are and how much power and leverage they, they do. And if you can break that, you can, you can break through many things. So that's a book that I recommend. Okay. I love it. Gil, thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me.